I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Simply Convivial Podcast, where we organize our attitudes so we can organize our lives. So do you feel like you're going crazy at home? You're not the only one, for sure. But today I have five tips for how you can stay sane at home and how to set up your day so that you enjoy your life at home. It is possible. Let's talk about how to do it. There was a time a few years ago where I was sleep deprived after baby number four and looking around the house feeling like everything was terrible, awful. I was not doing my job. I was not keeping up. And on top of that, I didn't really want to either. So what could I do? And I expressed some of these thoughts to a friend and she, in her very kind and loving letter back, used a phrase that has stuck with me for years. And it was build a livable life. The five tips that I'm going to share with you today are probably ones you have already heard. They're not earth shattering and they are not going to be the secret that's going to allow you to get in control of your life, put everything in order, get your ducks in a row, and be organized once and for all. But these are five small steps that we can take to practice self-control, making good choices in the moment that will set ourselves up for making better choices throughout the day with the goal of building a livable life that we enjoy. That enjoyment does not come from having everything go our way, from having a bunch of time to ourselves where we can do whatever we want, have a bunch of free time, but rather we get a life that we enjoy when we are walking in the duties that we are called to fulfill, when we are exercising self-control and growing in maturity and sanctification. And with that said, let's dig in to these five tips for your life as a homemaker at home. So it's the beginning of the summer. It's kind of like another new year, which is great timing. Halfway through the year, we get another kind of fresh start. And whether we're looking at the fresh start of a brand new year in January or the fresh start of a new school year with a whole summer break to prepare for it, we start planning buying new supplies, and imagining how much better this next year is going to be. This time will be different, we think. This time, the plans will work. The energy will be there. I will do what I say I will do. And of course, my kids will say what I tell them to do as well. But it turns out that even if we spend the entire summer overhauling our shelves, closets, supplies, checklists, and plans. When implementation time comes, it's still rocky and hard. But that's not because our planning time or that setup time was wrong, was done wrong. We didn't miss some secret sauce. It's just going to be rocky. 
And instead of spending a whole bunch of time perfecting an organizational system to implement three months from now, that's going to dramatically and drastically overhaul everything in your home and family. Instead, let's spend the summer practicing these five baby steps and personal practices that are going to help our approach in dealing with everyday life. And that's going to make life better in the summer right away, immediately. And we will reap rewards in the coming school year as well. Tip number one for staying sane at home is to have a creative hobby. This might sound counterintuitive because it sounds like I'm saying, I know that your life is crazy and you have too much on your plate, but here, just try adding one more thing. But that is what I'm saying. Sometimes we are down in the dumps, feeling frustrated, feeling isolated, feeling like we don't have any control and feeling like our world is very small. And one of the things that we can do to combat that feeling and to make our home world a little bit bigger is to have a creative outlet, a creative hobby. After all, God himself is a maker and he has made us to be little makers. Being creative is human. Having a creative outlet helps us feel connected and whole. Whether that's knitting, baking, sewing, sketching, painting, gardening, writing, decorating, finding a way to grow in skill and make a thing of beauty is an important expression of creativity and personality that we need. Part of the problem that we have when we try to set up and practice our creative hobbies is that we think that if we don't have the space to keep all our stuff out all the time, or we don't have the time to dedicate hours in a row to completely immersing ourselves in a project, then it's not worth getting started at all. But that's not true. That's perfectionism, just getting in the way of our creative expression. You can pursue a hobby in half an hour a few times a week. You can find ways to creatively store your stuff that's stowable and easy to pull out. Or you can decide that it's worth living with the extra mess to keep it out someplace. You can also find ways to express creativity and add touches of beauty to your home life that don't involve craft supplies. Maybe it's buying a small bouquet of flowers at the grocery store and arranging them, or even picking whatever is fresh in your own yard and adding a touch of greenery and freshness to the table. Maybe it's folding the napkins for a normal everyday dinner in a creative way, or even setting the table at all. Maybe it's adding fresh bread to a meal or figuring out how to master sourdough 
or yogurt or tortillas or any other thing that's useful as well as artistic. The bottom line is that we need to see our work and our role in the home as bigger and broader than keeping the floors clean and the laundry washed. We are home makers. We are beauty makers. And we are human. We are creative and we can find creative ways to express our creativity in an average, normal, everyday home life. Look around you and find the ways that you can add a creative hobby or creative expression to your daily duties. The second tip I have for staying sane at home is going to be what you are probably expecting and what you're used to hearing. As mothers at home, we need to keep a regular prayer time. Prayer is the most important part of the thankfulness that God requires of us, says the Heidelberg Catechism. We need to stay in step with God through prayer. As he requires, pray without ceasing. We think that we can make this optional or maybe apply someday in the future when we're better than we are now. And we skip it to our own detriment. We are the ones who need prayer. We are the ones who need our mindset, our minds, our hearts renewed over and over, moment by moment. And that happens through prayer. God's peace surrounds us when we pray to him in gratitude. And that gratitude overflows into good works that are done for his glory which are going to be cheerful. If we don't have peace and we aren't praying about that, then we shouldn't be surprised by our ennui, boredom, and frustration. If we really want to be rid of these bad attitudes, we need to repent and turn from them in grateful prayer of praise. We don't need to build this up into some kind of idealistic devotional time in the morning. To pray without ceasing means that our minds are turned toward God every step of the way, no matter what it is we're doing. We don't need to have a candle lit and we don't need our mornings to go our way in order to put ourselves right with God at any moment of any given day. That can happen all the time, anytime, through prayer. And it should. So let's make that a default strategy that we turn to when we are feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, complainy, whiny, angry, bored, listless. When we feel anything that we ought not feel, we can turn to God in prayer and he changes hearts. And after the repentance comes the rejoicing that we were looking for the whole time. So tip number three might go somewhere that you don't expect. Tip number three for staying sane at home is to lock the bathroom door. Even if you have toddlers, even if you have little kids, three minutes of solitude is really not too much to ask of even an 18-month-old. Maybe you have to put him in a playpen. Maybe you have to set some boundaries, but he can do it and you can do it. And both of you will be the better for it. 
Maybe some little fingers might still stick themselves through the door, and wails might even be audible. Or questions. Or complaints. It doesn't have to be silent, but we don't have to interact. We don't have to engage. We can disconnect for three minutes, close our eyes, close the door, and have a little reset time. Just three minutes without interaction might be the reset button you need. You might have thought that you needed a whole day away or to go somewhere overnight or to take a vacation to get a break and we build up what we think we need when really a few times a day, two or three minutes with the door locked and ignoring whatever we hear or see might be all you need. Try it and see. A few minutes cloistered away is not unreasonable. In fact, it's a good way to teach our kids that moms are people too, and we require basic dignity and respect. They can insist upon it for themselves when they are able, and we can too. Okay, speaking of dignity and respect, tip number four is to dress respectfully. I have nothing against cute yoga pants, but there's a world of difference between cute yoga pants and a tunic and ratty old sweats. When I regularly dress sloppily on the outside, it should come as no surprise when I start to feel as crummy on the inside as I look on the outside. How I dress is an expression of how much I respect my role, my place, my day, my work, and myself. Not to mention those around me who have to look at me. Taking a few minutes in the morning to do your hair, apply mascara, and put on clothes that are not embarrassing will lift your mood and teaches yourself and your children through your actions and your appearance, that home and motherhood are worth respecting and honoring. We really have no excuse these days with the cute clothes that are stretchy, uncomfortable, that don't restrict movement, and yet are cute. We don't have to be fashionistas. We don't have to put on full makeup every day. But you can if you want, and there's no harm in it if you do. In fact, that might be the little jump start that you need to tell yourself that this is your life and you are ready and willing and able to meet the day with your game face on. Okay, but tip number five is probably going to be even more unpopular. Tip number five for staying sane at home is to get up and have a morning routine before the kids are up. I know, I know, it's really hard. I don't deny that. But don't think that you can deny that starting off the day with a little quiet space makes for a better start and a smoother day than one where you hit the ground running. I've learned that if I don't get up before the kids, or at least before our day starts, then exercise, and my Bible reading time often don't happen. So I have to prioritize getting up in the morning if I want to prioritize my own health and 
sanity. Maybe you arrange your day a little bit differently, but think about how you start and how you end. In those times, are you having the space and taking the time to orient yourself to the big picture, set your mind on truth, wrap your head around your day, and to get started intentionally rather than starting off by putting out fires or just groggily moving through the day without any direction at all. How we start the day has a big impact on the whole day. Let's not ignore it or deny it, but do what it takes to start well. Starting is the hardest part, even every day, but it makes a big difference and it's well worth the effort of starting well. So I want to hear from you. What small steps do you take most days that help you stay calm and maybe even cheerful through the day today? Leave a comment below. And while you're there, make sure and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Simply Convivial with help for homemakers. That's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial Podcast. Are you always busy yet never getting to what seems must be done? Do you feel pulled in a million directions all the time? Inside Simply Convivial, we clear away the clutter not only in our homes, but also in our hearts and on our to-do lists. By sorting through what's actually going on and what's actually needed, we are each able to figure out our own callings and how to dig into those with cheerful goodwill. Starting July 3rd, we'll begin our fourth Simplified Organization Community Coaching Group. These groups work through all three of the Simplified Organization courses, Organize Your Attitude, Work Your Plan, and Streamline Your Homemaking, over the course of six months, figuring out our vocations and what to do about them, creating planning habits that work with real family life, in taking responsibility for our homes. With extra support, accountability, checklists, and video meetups, we walk together through all the pieces that make up our home duties. The kickoff workshop is July 3rd, and we'd love to have you join us. It's included in membership, but you have to join the small group before we get started June 3rd, or wait until January for the next group. Go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to learn more. And until next time, remember, repent, rejoice, repeat.